Welcome to Breakfast with Tiffany Show. My name is Tiffany Rosdell and I am a Tokyo-based transformational lifestyle coach. In each episode of this podcast, I want to explore the positive transitions other people have made to, how they freed themselves from their struggles, what pushed them to overcome their difficulties, and how and why they felt like they could overcome. Breakfast with Tiffany Show is really all about the transitions everyone who wants to succeed makes and what they did to get there. As such, while the focus is on LGBTQ plus journeys, I want to share the stories of all people who have found their way to success. My hope is to have this platform for all of us to be together while listening to successful stories, amazing life experiences, inspirational journeys, as well as having good laughs and lots of smiles. Semangat pagi! Good morning to all my listeners. Thank you for being here with me again to Breakfast with Tiffany Show. For those of you wondering what the first words I said today, which was semangat pagi, it means good morning in Balinese. Today's episode, it's actually our 17th episode and it's going to be related to the spiritual journey I went last year during my stay in Bali. There are so many fascinating experiences that I've had last year. But before we go on our episode, I would like to read the review and comment for the day. With a brilliant five-star rating coming from Brian Hayes, here it goes. Moving, transformational, inspirational. I can't be helped being moved by each podcast. I do not know where to start. Each episode shares someone's story. Tiffany asks Oprah-like questions and allows people to share their stories. Some of these stories are being shared publicly for the first time. A few stories have some truly traumatic moments. Yet, in spite of these moments, the person has triumphed in spite of the odds and succeeded. I listen to each story and I'm inspired to fulfill my potential. Tiffany strikes me a bit like Oprah did in her early years. She genuinely cares about everyone she is talking to. She wants to allow the person to share their story in their way. Tiffany seems to also want to help transform her audience in a positive way with the stories. Thank you so much, Brian. That was an excellent review. Brian is a good friend and financial advisor from Houston, Texas. Brian is currently giving me amazing advices about financial planning and I am actually planning to do live Facebook interview with him sometime soon. So stay tuned for that. If you are a new listener to this podcast, please press the subscribe button so that we can update you with the freshest episode of Breakfast with Tiffany show. If you are a regular listener, please take a minute to write a comment or a review in regards to our weekly episode of the podcast so that I will know that you are listening. And that's the only way to know 
who are my listeners. I would also appreciate it a lot if you will share this episode to your friends, to your family, to your coworkers, or even on your social medias. It is very easy. You just copy and paste the link that you're currently listening to right now, and that's how you can share it. I am looking forward to hearing from you. And please know that I'm always grateful for you for having this time to listen to the podcast. Welcome to the 17th episode of Breakfast with Tiffany Show. In today's episode, I want to share my spiritual journey. When I went to Bali last year, 2019, I think it was March, and I stayed for several weeks. It was my first time going to Bali, Indonesia. Definitely, it won't be the last one, as I love the country so much. It was a journey to my spiritual awakening, and I decided to attend retreats. I had no idea what Bali was like. I was lucky enough to have a few friends who've been to Bali and told me a bit of information. One of a very good friend of mine, if you've been following this podcast, I interviewed him, Sebastian Bruno, who is a healer and co-owner of Thai Vedic Yoga. I had the chance to interview him about Ayurveda and other holistic practices. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, please go to episode 11 and check it out. So since Sebastian is very connected in the spiritual community, he has been to Bali for seminars and workshops and he also teaches a lot of yoga and healing. He gave me a few places to go and one that I selected was the Bali Silent Retreat. As the name suggests, it really intrigued me, so I booked the place for a few weeks to attend the Silent Retreat. The accommodation they have varies and it's scattered across a big land property that has the vegetable and herb gardens. They have the meditation area as well as a labyrinth walk. They have several wooden bungalows, which is having a complete privacy and solitude. While there's also another area where there's several single rooms that creates comfortable private spaces. And that's where I stayed during my retreat. It has an open back door where you can see the view of the jungle and you can also hear the sound of the river. It reminded me of my country, the Philippines, though I haven't had the opportunity to live in an area like very jungle. When I arrived to the retreat center, I knew that I had to ask questions that I needed to ask the one in charge in the front desk. And the fact that we can't really talk once we're inside the retreat. So I made sure that I asked her all the information that I needed to know. Then she handed me a paper that consists of rules and what we should do, including the maps, locations, and etc. We are very free to go around the entire land property of the retreat. But there is this one rule we all have to follow. Everything that we do must be done in silence. So every day, I woke up at 5, 5.30 a.m. in order to join the early morning meditation and the yoga sessions. We always hear the sound of a gentle bang on a gong from the meditation area that we always do. It was our alarm clock in the morning before the 6 a.m. meditation starts. 
So the yoga and meditation sessions are usually done from like 6 to 9, 10 a.m. Like continuously. We have different instructors. Some more local and some more foreigners. That's the first time I saw most of the guests that attends the retreats. About probably 20 to 30 people. Mostly females. And there were also a few males. The yoga sessions varies from Hatha Yoga to Vinyasa, Creative Flow, which aims to restore and rejuvenate. While the meditation technique ranges from mindful meditation, guided meditation, contemplation, to balance energy and spirit. But the majestic view of the morning fogs, the nature, and the humble morning ritual that we do every day itself is enough to bring serenity and calm into my mind. Around 10 or 11 a.m. is where we start our breakfast. We have this main dining area where everyone goes every time you want to eat. There wasn't really a time for when do you want to eat. They have the concept of this main dining area. They prepare a daily buffet of vegetarian lunch and dinner. That was actually the first time that I thought vegetarian foods were amazing. It was heavenly. The way they prepared all the foods, each and every single of the food are fresh and so vibrant and so unique, so heavenly. The dining area is where most guests spend their time more during the daytime. They have this tiny little tiny library where there's tons of books that you can read all about self-education books. There is another area that has an unusual setup. They call it the labyrinth, available for personal meditation. They told me that it is a walking meditation to have a chance to connect within. You can also ask questions and also receive an answer through that practice. So the first time, one of our instructors showed us the way to do it at first. So we followed her guidance. There were several other people. So I didn't felt so connected during that moment. And I wanted to learn how the process is. So I decided to go back again the following day for the second time. So I went in by myself, did all the instructions that she taught me and followed through until I end up in the middle of the labyrinth. As I go through walking each step, reflecting, putting myself and attention more in each detail of the process during the meditation in this labyrinth, suddenly I felt all this powerful energy coming into me. I felt emotional. I felt I needed a release. So all these problems and realizations that I've had during that time came all to me. And I realized I didn't love myself. I also realized I didn't know how to forgive. I didn't know how to forgive myself for all the mistakes that I've had in my life. And I didn't know how to forgive others for what they did to me. It all just came to me and I just burst into tears. After the meditation, I felt such a release. It was actually quite weird because in the retreat area, they have several places that you can do private meditation by yourself. They had this one by the river, which I thought the place are probably going to burst out in tears. And it wasn't. I didn't feel connected. There's also another one area where there's a beautiful pond where you can see this beautiful lily plants around, which also I didn't feel connected. 
while the labyrinth is so powerful that I feel so connected. In the retreat, every day, they also had activities such as visiting other places and learning more about the culture in Bali. So that's another thing to help you understand about the country and the culture. During those activities, it's the only chance that we can talk to other guests. But it seems like every time we do the activities outside the retreat too, since we're all kind of used to being not talking to each other inside the retreat, even outside the retreat, we don't really talk to each other that much. We always have our own privacies. We only communicate with the tour guides that we have during the day or ask questions. One thing that I will never forget during the retreat was the moment when the first time I saw a snake passing by the area where I was walking. And while I was walking, there was another guest coming towards me. Since I got so surprised by the snake, I told her, there was a snake. And she freaked out. And she's like, where? And I told her, I don't know, it was gone. That was only the moment I spoke inside a retreat. And I felt like I disobeyed the rules. I had so many questions during the retreat in regards to meditation and yoga practices that we did. But since we can't ask any questions, I wasn't able to do it there. I had another one week of stay in Bali and I thought I should have a private meditation teacher that will help me understand more about meditation. So I booked most of the days during that week for a private session with her. She was a local Balinese. She's been my sensei and all the questions that I've had during this silent retreat, she answered everything that I needed to know. Ended up that we became close together and she told me so many amazing spiritual stories about her journey. She even invited me to go to this temple that hasn't opened for hundreds of years. They reopen it. Normally, they wouldn't allow foreigners, but she prepared a proper wear for me to get inside the temple because they wear this very specific clothes when they visit the temples. So that was another extraordinary experience that I've had during my stay in Bali. There are plenty of beautiful experiences I've had in Bali that I want to share with you and I will share it to you next time because there's so many stories I have to tell. Today, I just wanted to share my spiritual journey. Our world is a very noisy place. There's literal noise such as talking, watching TV, the traffic. And then there are other forms of noise that fill our daily lives with distraction, like social media, to-do lists, and all kinds of random thoughts. Silent retreats aim to quiet all this noise and in turn allows me to reset, recharge, and channel my attention inward. Meditation and yoga is already in my daily practices in the morning. That's the first thing I do when I wake up. I journal, I do my yoga, I do my meditation. It's always not easy to do and incorporate a new habit. But with the consistency, with the dedication, I was able to manage and do it now without even thinking about it is going to be difficult or hard or not be able to focus. I prefer to have yoga and meditation in my daily activities. It's just so powerful that everything that comes in my day or the day that I don't do my meditation is so different. I always feel calm and not rushing when I do my meditation every day. I feel more focused. I feel more energized. I feel more creative. 
And most especially, I can listen to my surroundings. I can put my attention to each and everything that's happening around me. One example that I can give you, back then, when I wasn't doing meditation yet, every time I feel a small earthquake, I would just literally run away, go towards the door or get out of somewhere where I'm at. Now, I don't really fear the earthquake. I put my attention to my surroundings instead of focusing on the fear. And you know how the earthquake here in Japan happens every day. We literally get earthquakes every day and most of the time we don't really feel it. So that's one thing. And also when I'm doing traveling, I've also learned how to deal with my fear of the airplanes during the turbulence. I highly recommend you to start doing meditation. And the way I started my meditation is listening to guided meditation. We all have access to guided meditation now. You can go to YouTube, you can have apps. And that's how I started. And I just kept doing it until now. I am so proud of myself that I can do meditation on my own without any guidance with the way that my sensei from Bali taught me how to do the process of meditation. It's not just one process. There's so many types of meditation you can do. I was born a Roman Catholic and I was brought up and taught to pray every day before I go to bed, before I eat my meals, when I go to church, when I wake up in the morning. But as I get older, I never continue doing praying. I will only pray if I go to church. So meditation is definitely a new way for us to be able to connect with our spirituality. I have a special announcement. To all of you listeners who currently lives in Japan, this is a good news for you. Since we are talking about retreats today, I am officially announcing that I am going to organize retreats. I have been planning this for a few years now, and I think it's the right moment to do it. So if you are interested in our weekend retreats that we are going to organize sometime soon, please let me know by sending me an email. I will provide the email on the show notes below. I am very much excited for this as finally I can do and organize some things that I can serve you to have a healthy and balanced lifestyle. Breakfast with Tiffany Show would like to give a shout out to Cryomed Japan located here in Roppongi, Tokyo. Cryomed Japan specializes a service of cryotherapy. What is cryotherapy? It is literally means a cold therapy. It is a technique where the body is exposed to extremely cold temperatures for several minutes. And by doing that, you will receive plenty of health benefits. I personally use it myself. And the idea is you'll get inside a machine with no clothes and they will immerse the body in extremely cold air for several minutes. It is usually around negative 130 to 190 degrees Celsius. And it gives the body a mild shock and draws its blood supply inward to the vital organs. After two and a half minutes, when the therapy is finished, that blood is supposed to rush back to the muscles full of oxygen and nutrients and repair damaged tissues. Some of the health benefits that you can get from cryotherapy are it'll improve your blood circulation, it will boost your metabolism and energy, it will improve balance and agility, it will repair tissue damage, it will treat migraines, 
It would also improve your sleeps and many more. For me, after trying cryotherapy, when I first tried it, one of the benefits that I received from cryotherapy was I had a good amount of sleep after that day. If your body is tired, it will just make you have a lot of rest and feel relaxed. So that day after I took the first cryotherapy, it literally made me relaxed and I was able to sleep long hours. One of the best sleeps I've had in my life. So check them out, Cryomed Japan. Their website is cryosauna.jp, C-R-Y-O-Sauna.jp. I will link in more details on the show notes below. you enjoyed the podcast episode today again please share it to your friends to your family to your social medias if you think that this will be beneficial or to the people that you love don't forget to subscribe so we can update you every week with the freshest episode and with our weekly review you might get a chance to be on the show by leaving a review on the comment section on apple podcast I hope you know how much you matter to me, how much I appreciate your time to listen to the podcast today, how much I love and appreciate you. I'm truly grateful for your kindness and support always. Also, don't forget to check me out on Facebook, our Breakfast with Tiffany show podcast on Facebook, and also my Instagram account, Tokyo Hari. Follow me for more information on the podcast and all other things that I do. I love you guys so much. And as I always say, sprinkle kindness wherever you go. Have an amazing week ahead.